Welcome to Explaining Albania with me, Alice Taylor. My special guest today is Ulrich Eichelmann, who is the CEO of Riverwatch, uh, which is an NGO which has come into the spotlight recently in Albania due to their work campaigning for the Vyosa River to be designated as a national park. Um, now, Ulrich is a German ecologist and conservationist, and he's lived in Vienna for the last 29 years, but has visited Albania multiple times a year for many years. Uh, he previously worked for the WWF, and he describes himself as a riverman, someone who has a deep interest and knowledge in rivers and a desire to protect them um, through any legal means possible. Um, he's developed a focus on the Balkan region, and in particular, the Vyosa River. And that's going to be the topic of our conversation today, because not only is the Vyosa River under threat from hydropower plants, um, the development of tourist resorts, and the Vlora Airport, but it's recently come to light that Shell, um, the notorious oil company, are doing explorations and are looking for oil along the shores of the Vyosa River near Permet in the south of Albania. Now, obviously, any kind of exploration, drilling, or anything like that would be disastrous for the precious and delicate ecosystem, as well as the people who've built their entire lives, culture, livelihood, and everything else around the Vyosa and what it brings. So this is going to be the topic of our conversation today. We're going to discuss a bit about what makes the Vyosa special, why it's important to protect it, and also the current threats that the river is facing. Hopefully, we can uh, pinpoint a few ways to move forward. Thank you very much for joining me on the Explaining Albania podcast. Could you just take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, my name is Ulrich Eichelmann. I'm head of the uh, organization Riverwatch. We are based in Vienna and we are focusing, as the name says, on the protection of rivers. Mm -hmm. uh, and for the last 11 years, I'm coordinating the campaign to save the rivers on the Balkans, which is called Save the Blue Heart of Europe. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm actually a, a, a river person because I fought for rivers all my professional life, as far as I can remember backwards. I was 17 years working for WWF, uh, also working on river protection. And then I worked six years in Turkey to stop the Elysse Dam on the Tigris River unsuccessfully. And then since 2010, 11, I'm on the Balkans. So just first, Riverwatch. How was Riverwatch started? I mean, what was the sort of the, the reasoning behind it, the motivation behind it? It was actually that I, as I said, I was always... Um, working for river protection and mostly defending rivers against damming. Um, and then to a certain extent, I realized that there is very, very few NGOs uh, focusing on river protection, which is to a certain extent weird because uh, rivers ecosystems or rivers and streams are the most threatened habitat in the world. So they're much more threatened than anything else, more threatened than rainforest, more threatened than you know, normal forest, temporary forest ecosystems. Um, and still you have a lot of NGOs that focus on marine, for example, on forest protection, which is all good. But then I said, wait, there is really a lack of organizations that focus on river protection. There, there's international rivers in Berkeley in the US 
There's European rivers to a certain extent in France, but that's it. And uh, that's why we, when I decided to found the organization. And then the other aspect was that I worked a long time in a large organization where the NGO covers a lot of topics, you know, animals, protection, forest, all kinds. And my, my point was, we need to focus. We need to focus. That's really not a wide angle lens, but we need a, a zoom, you know, we, we, and we are focusing and dedicating our work to river and, and their protection. And then it's the campaign style that's important. So we are not like the, the one saying, oh, we, we, you know, we have to work only on scientific data or whatever. It's, it's the mix that is, does the trick. You know, you need to base your work on science information, but then the communication and the real passion and everything put into it. That's what we're hoping to deliver. And why the Balkans? What was it about Balkan rivers? What's, what's so special about this region? Hey, the region is, um, is always cool. I lived the last 30 years in Vienna. And when you're living in Vienna, the Balkans are not far away. Uh, they're around the corner. Some people even say the Balkans start in Vienna. Um, and we, I always knew personally that the, the rivers of the Balkans are special, but there was never, it was like a feeling and we all knew a little here river there. And then when we started, we, we started uh, to, to say, okay, we need to focus on the Balkan rivers because it's, it's so obvious that the money will come to the Balkans. And when money comes, usually nature goes. That's like a, a rule. And so we said, okay, with a few friends, it started with a few friends only and said, hey, let's try to make a project what we could achieve on the Balkans. We, we didn't have any big plans or something, small one, it started smaller, but it became pretty fast obvious that we do it full time or, or don't. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, and then the more I got to know the Balkan rivers, personally and with other colleagues, it was, it was without any question that this is probably kind of a lifetime chance because the, the, the diversity and the quality of those rivers is so outstanding in, in the European context. I think in the rest of Europe, we have lost that quality like 200 years ago already. So not like 50 years ago, much longer. Yes. And the people are completely unaware in that region what they have. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that was the, the, the goal number one, to make the, the Balkan rivers globally known. Yes. And make also people in the region aware that that what they have is a jewel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that's why we call it the blue heart of Europe, also to communicate it to the outside world, but also make them feel that they are connected, you know, and not divided by ethnical problems, by country borders. That's the blue heart. And that's mm -hmm. the good part of the story. Wherever I go, most people don't know about the Balkan rivers. And most people are surprised that there is a story of the beauty about the Balkans. Usually when I, when you hear about it, it's, it's, it's refugee routes, it's ethnical problems. It's, I don't know what, no, it's drug better. trafficking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, 
and there here suddenly um, a story of beauty and pride and of, of a huge chance and it's really a unique thing that no one else has yes i agree yes. And, and and the other hand it's you know it's such a diverted region i know you know all the yugoslavian times i've been there on holidays um and suddenly they're all fighting against each other but rivers unite mm -hmm. you know that's another layer of this uh, dams divide but rivers unite and uh, mm -hmm. you know you have the drina even the Vyosa, they they're all coming from other countries and neretva they're flowing they're international rivers actually and they yes. unite when you are a person that lives in the Drina Valley, you know, you're a Drina person. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, this is important. And this is something that I think a lot of people overlook when we talk about the impact of like hydropower plants, for example. Um, I've been doing some work on the situation in Valbona in the north of Albania and the power plants there. And what people don't seem to understand is the people that live by these rivers have done so <laughs> for centuries and centuries. They have a surname which relates to the to the immediate area. They're part of a tribe that withstood Ottoman, I mean, God knows who else beforehand, Ottomans, communists, Germans, you know. Um, you can't just pick them up and move them somewhere else because their culture and their identity and everything they know about sustaining themselves is intrinsically tied to the river. Right. You know. And the, the problem, what, what is also, you know, coming with all these threats with the dams is that the modern world with the technical potential with the po overwhelming technical power plus the financial power of whole europe you know we're talking about big money from investors and, and, and financial institutions they hit the region um, and they hit communities and civil civilizations in a way that live uh -huh. with the nature but they're not used to that so we in the West, I grew up in Germany, we evolved kind of in the 70s, 80s, and we fought nuclear power, we fought all these whatever dams even, and it was the, the, the civil society evolved while, while the technical potential was evolving, you know, so we grew up we were kind of equally, we know what to do, but now it's like it's actually no difference to the Amazon area. You know, this, this, this pure power hits a region where, they, where they're not used to that. They don't know how mm -hmm. to tackle that. There's suddenly you build dams like in Valbona in such a short period of time because of the technical potential of the machines and everything. You know? And there is no time to adjust for the local communities. You know, it's just mm -hmm. you're standing there. It's like, you know, I filmed in the Amazon uh, once and there were the Kayapo Indians. And then the Brazilian government decided to do a huge, the third largest dam in the world, uh, Shingu Dam. And we interviewed uh, Indi Indians and they were standing there with this bow and arrow and saying, if the white man comes and build that dams, we kill them. And he had an arrow. And then Mercedes uh, got a contract to, uh, to send their trucks to the construction side, this huge. And the trucks, they're so big, you, you're standing beside a wheel, you know, you look up only to the wheel, they're so big. And then you imagine, you see these yeah. indigenous people, I think we're going to fight, it's, 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 it's Avatar, it's Avatar in a way. David and Goliath. You know, and that's, a, it's to a certain extent, 
The same is happening on the Balkans. But the good yes. story is, uh, and that is why I think that the Balkans are way ahead of other European communities and also uh, way ahead of US civil nature society people is that I can, can overlook the last 10, 11 years on the Balkans and there is a tremendous change. There was 10 years ago, almost no one, almost no one was caring about the rivers or was daring to speak up. So it needed, and that's also, it's needed a little bit of help from the outside because we knew how to deal with it. We knew, you know, how many layers there is, financial layers, you need lawyers and stuff like that. Yes. And that has completely changed. So the uprise in the region, especially in Bosnia, in Serbia, but also in Albania and Kosovo now, yes. is enormous, enormous. And, <clears throat> you know, like a couple of weeks ago, there were 20,000 people on the street in Belgrade and to protest against hydro dams and mining. And uh, you would never ever get as many people on the street in Berlin, in Vienna mm -hmm. or Brussels, never, not for nature. Wow. And that indicates again, how far away us, we as the Western world are away from our yes. natural surroundings. When we speak, when I hear about rivers in Austria and Germany, it's mostly when there is a flood or something, you know, they scare you and say, oh, the flood is coming, you know, the fucking rivers. And, <laughs> but in the Balkans, they live with the rivers, as you said, and you know, by the rivers, with the rivers, sometimes from the rivers, uh -huh. and 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 they they like the rivers. And we uh, one day I collected, or one period we collected songs that were dedicated to streams and rivers. It's amazing. It's a lot. Yeah. It's amazing. It seems yeah. like every little creek has yeah. its own song. I went to a concert last night. Um, it was a, a guy from North Albania playing the lahuta and singing these songs. And I didn't understand a lot of it because it was in the, like the Northern dialect, but I picked out a few river names amongst them several times, you know, in these very yeah. somber songs and also people's names as well. Drin, Viosa. Exactly. Aos, Balbona. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what it's, I like. And that is for me also a, they're role models mm -hmm. that fight for their home in a way. Yes. But not only. So I, you know, we did so many press talks and when most the, 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 the question number one of Western journalists coming to the Balkans, coming to see people protesting against dams, they say, but um, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Because um, doesn't the dam construction bring jobs to your region? Yeah, so something like that. So <laughs> from our mindset in the West, there's always some financial reason yes. for something, you know? Uh -huh. But it was very amazing that most of the times that the people said, no, we don't, we don't want any hey. change. You know, hey. we, we, we want the <laughs> river flow. And the most funny thing was uh, two years ago, I think, in, in Stara Planina, that's uh, in, in Serbia. It's an old mountain. That's the name. It's a nature reserve. It's protected. And the government gave concessions to build 52 hydropower plants in the nature reserve. 
So they started to build and they constructed two. And after that, the, 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 the people who lived there, it's only a few people, mostly older ones, uh, they went wild. So they really stopped the rest of it. And then we went there with journalists from the US, from, from you know, from the internet. We went there and then we had a gathering of 11 little towns and mayors. It was exactly that. The, the people asked, also from BBC, they asked, hey, why are you doing this? You know, you're living in a poor, very poor condition, extremely poor. Yes. Uh, and why, you know, it, it, it might bring prosperity or whatever. And I said, no, we don't want that. And it yeah. was so difficult to understand. Yes. There, there is no money reason. We have it. this, we have this, and I, I, I try not to do it. I hope I don't do it, but people do do it. They come here and they go, oh, look at you living like this. Oh, you need to do things like we do things, or you need to, we need to measure you by mm. our standards. And that's completely yeah. incorrect. Because yes, of course, there are severe economic problems and there are, you know, people are living in, as you said, extreme poverty, but it's, up to the people to if they want to empower themselves and to emancipate themselves then yeah. they have support it's not up to us to go in and say you need to change the way you live we need to build a dam you need to move to the yeah. city you know it's it's this colonial mindset i guess exactly and but, but on the other hand you know they live in a region where they don't trust their own political leaders mm -hmm. you know and the corruption is written in big capital letters oh <laughs> yes and so that is the you know, it, it, I think it's, to a certain extent, it's an uprising, ecological uprising, you know, they don't want, uh -huh. you know, but it's also the frustration involved that, you know, they're only kidding us all the time, you know, they're, they're putting, they're destroying our environment to make their own money into their own, get the money into their own yes. pockets. Yes. And that is certainly true. Yes. That is, 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 is true also for Western countries, and there's always business involved. But in the Balkans, it's more obvious. You know, it's like if, if you go to Vucic or in, in Rama or, or whoever, Erdogan in the Tur Turkey, they're all the same. They're just dictatorship-like systems. <laughs> yes. They're really, that, that, that is a mix of, of capitalism and, and dictatorship. That's the worst for people and for, yes. for nature because they yes. tend to think big and get the money out of it. And so I think it's, it's 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 great that people try to defend their country in a way and very often the nature is that creates the tipping point you know it's i hope so <laughs> it is um, if you look back and I'm, I'm i can look quite far back it was a lot of times that the nature was something like that started like it was the funny thing was the gezi park in istanbul for some years ago you know where the whole riots started and it, it, it was because they wanted to cut trees in the middle of Istanbul, you know, and then it was the uprise because they were fed up with Erdogan. They lost the battle in the end, but it was again, the few trees, you know, sometimes it's just the- Yes, the tipping point, yes. Yeah, I mean, with the Vyosa in Albania, we certainly have quite a battle on our hands, I think. Um, yeah. So you've, you've talked about why rivers, why the Balkans, but why the Vyosa? Like, what is it that makes this more important than, or sort of a focal point compared to other Balkan rivers? Well, within the Balkan uh, rivers, which are extraordinary, the, the Vyosa is, 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 is outstanding. You know, it's, and, you know, to be honest, I didn't know about the Vyosa until 2008. 
but in 2008, I only have seen photos. Before, I didn't have never heard that name. And I'm a river man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with rivers. I know a lot of rivers in, in South America and in Africa, but I didn't know in Albania. That's weird, no? Uh, but that's reality. And then in 2010 or 11, it was the first time I went there. And when I was there, I knew immediately. It, it was like, this is, this is, I, this is unbelievable. And by then there was still a Italian company uh, from Francesco Becchetti. He, yes. he, he was about to build, he was involved in the construction of Kaliwatch Dam. It was obvious that it was not all, <laughs> all completely clean work. You know? and, uh, and, we, and then we decided within the campaign, so there's Euronatur from Germany, the NGO, Riverwatch, and some others around. We said, okay, that, that we need to focus on that. We need to hire people in Albania who, you know, who, who deal with the issue. And that is such, and then bit by bit, we got learn more about it, you know, the people along the river. And it's for me, it's like 10 years. I'm very, very often, normal, in normal years, uh, very often in Albania, like four times, five times a year. Um, I know most of the villages along the river, along the tributaries. And that is, again, that's another point that is maybe for not river people difficult to understand. We give names to rivers. Like we say, this is the Vyosa, standing at the Vyosa. No? And then we say, oh, there is Shushitsa and there is Bencha River. These are tributaries flow, flowing into the river. So that, but, but that's only our logic. But from a natural perspective, it's all the, the Vyosa. So uh -huh. all the little things build the big one. Uh, and, and that is what is even more incredible about the Viosa is that most of the tributaries are also intact. You know, in the, in, in the Western world, you have tiny stretches of bigger rivers that are intact, but you never have long ones as the Viosa. But what you certainly not have is that the, the rivers that, the, and the streams that flow into the, that create the whole catchment or, you know, the whole river system, they're completely kaput and destroyed normally. And that was what we learned bit by bit that except two tributaries, the Langaritza and Chachova River, mm -hmm. um, all the others are free-flowing and they need to be protected. And that's the good part of the story. And that's the bad part of the story and that all these tributaries and Fabiosa is threatened by dams. Yes, well, dams, airports, tourist resorts and oil um, exploration. So the whole, yeah. the sort of quadruple whammy of environmental threats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, that, you know, it, at first there was the dams. You know, they were number one and, and they were, they would be certainly the worst. So it's the worst what you can do to a river because it affects wherever you build one single dam, it affects the whole system from, yes. from Greece to, to the, to the Adriatic Sea. Um, and, and, but what is clear that you know it, it in a way it's logical if you don't protect the river in a most appropriate way which would be a national park no? uh, then you will they will slice it bit by bit after a while yeah. you know they take like this, this is salami slicing they take off say oh the the lower part we do touristic uh resorts we do at airport you know come on it's just a little bit it's just a bit pieces 
And then in the middle section, you would have the dam problem. In the tributaries, there's more than 30 hydropower plants projected, you know, and we need to stop them. So it's another yeah. slicing off. And then in the upper part, we just recently learned that the, the shell is about to get, a, you know, exploit the oil. For 25 years. For 25 <laughs> years. You know? So that in the end, for each section of the river, the, the government has a certain idea how to destroy it. Yes, that's I what think. they've just sort of, I think they've just looked at a map of it and gone, right, how can we screw this up as much as possible and profit from it at the same time? Yeah. No, in the end, it's, I, I think it's not something extraordinary when you looked at it from a certain level. We all, everyone in, 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 in all the countries, there are people who look at the nature and think, what, how can we make money out of this? And there's always ideas. And th this is the wrong system. It is a fundamental wrong system. As long as you can make money, or as long as you can make more money by destroying the nature, and squeezing out people, you, you will not have a chance. There's no incentive. To... There's no incentive. If mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we're trying to also promote and say: Hey, it's not only for the fish and the birds and the gravel and the water. It's also for you guys, you know, to protect these landscapes because the rest of Europe's already fucked up mostly, and and you know, you have something what marketing experts call unique selling point. Yes. You know, if you, you know, deal with the issue wisely, you might be the big guys in, in the future. You know, there's like mm -hmm. Costa Rica. You know, they, Costa Rica changed the whole system. They stopped you know, and then they protected. And now everybody, Costa Rica is known. You know? It's like an eco haven for green minded exactly. tourists. Exactly. You know, there still might be a lot of problems, but, you know, they, they, it's a different path. It's a different strategical goal. Yes. You know, and if in, in countries like Montenegro, all these little countries, Bosnia, Albania, uh, they would be perfect for that. But you, what we've seen over the last, even what I've seen in the last 10, 11 years is devastating what they yes. did in that period. Crazy. I mean, look at the beaches in, in, or the, in, in, in Albania even. Uh, so, but there is still something there. But, you know, speaking about the Viosa, it, that, must, that must be a national park. Yes. And that national park is the best chance you get. It's not only the best protection category, that's for sure. Uh, it's only the only category that would give an economic future because of ecotourism. And it's mm -hmm. the only category where you would get international funding. Yes. It's, it's, it's because everybody would be ready. The EU would be ready. I think also development banks to fund the planning and the operation of the national park. Because at the moment, Prime Minister Ediwama has designated it as a protected area or a nature park. Um, and in an interview with my editor a couple of weeks ago, he said, it's already been designated as a protected area. The story is over. Meaning he has given it the most protection it needs um, and it doesn't need any more and people need to stop talking about it. What's your view on that? Yeah, um, hello, Shell. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I, ha I and then I found out about this shell contract, and I was like, yeah. "Huh, I wonder whether the fact you signed a forty million euro twenty-five year contract with the international oil company has anything yeah. to do with your your refusal." It's, I, I I want to believe that the prime minister is aware that he was not telling correct version. I'm, you know, he, he's he's a smart enough guy, and you know the truth is that. This nature park, 
is 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 not enough. It's a you know it's to a certain degree, I can appreciate that, because uh, in September when we were in Tirana, and we were facing the environmental impact assessment of Fort Kalibach, that was really ridiculously done, but the environmental minister was ready to give the permission. And that's why we went there in, uh, in, in September 24 and 25. And, and uh, the president was hosting a science conference in the hotel, in Rogna Hotel in uh, Tirana. And there the scientists presented their uh, uh, analysis of this EIA and basically said, this is all fake. Uh, this is all <laughs> fake and you can't do that. And I, I believe because uh, Iliometa was involved, Eddie Rama tweeted the next day and said, I don't know what the fuss is about. Uh, the, the, the dams are canceled and it will become a national park. Yeah? And, and, and that, you know, from let's say my, my brain in September 24, last year to today, there's a huge step forward. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think that the dam threat is, is imminent at the moment, No. no? but it might return. So we came a long way. And if it's true that they protected 200 kilometers of the Viosa as a nature park, it is a good, okay, it's, it's not the perfect, it's a good step. But what we, we need two steps more. The one is include the tributaries to the Viosa. And the second is upgraded to the, as a national park. And, and but, uh, we, you know, also through you, I learned that uh, the, <laughs> there's the oil thing. You know, that's certainly one of the reasons why Eddie Rama didn't want the national yes. park. Yes. Um, so I guess we're up to another campaign to stop Shell. Yes, Shell I mean, Earth. this was just, so I published my first story about them, sort of geotech down around permits, yeah. sort of scoping out the area. And then this very nice lady from Shell contacted me and was like, oh, hello, I'd love to answer all of your questions that you might have. I'll provide you with any information you want. I was like, well, this is good. You know, she's not threatening to sue me. This is fantastic, um, which was honestly what I was expecting when I saw Shell come up in my inbox. Um, so I sent some questions and I asked, what are you doing? And she sent me back this very informative reply saying that they were exploring for oil basically between now and june and but don't worry because they're putting a 500 meter corridor around any cultural or natural yeah, monuments yeah, yeah. that yeah. might be there and also not to worry because they've had full dialogue with local stakeholders and communities of course what she missed out from that is the local stakeholders and communities told them to bugger off for all intents yeah. and purposes yeah. um but this was this was really shocking. And then I sent back some more questions, sort of asking for a bit more information on the project. I asked about the impact on the Viosa River and environmental assessment reports. And what did the local community say to you when you went to go and speak to them? She didn't reply. Maybe maybe it went in the spam folder. No, it's it's the, the story is, is is repeating itself. So the same situation was with the dam people. Um, they, they even they they do consultation or not or information processes. They meet a hall, they rent a hall in Memalia, for example, or, or, or Tepelena, and then they present something to a few people, you know, and they don't care what they say. So this is this is 
this doesn't matter. The only thing that I think Shell is a bit more clever in the, in the communication, you know, the being friendly to you. And they also yes. reached out to uh, Olsi, uh, you want to talk to you, you know, we want all you engage you, we want to have the best oh, product, exactly. of course. But that's just marketing. Of course. That's just marketing. And, and you know, I, from my perspective, it, I'm, I was shocked, like, I mean, like, everyone else I said we, 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 we fought so hard for the election to make it in the Biosa case an issue during the election yes. campaign and we had a lot of support more than ever before more than ever before it, it was even difficult to coordinate all these support you know yes. I felt sometimes like a guy was jiggling with 10x but I can only do three <laughs> you know? yes. so, but but and then we were saying okay we didn't get the national park, we, but we came a long way. I mean, I don't know yes. how many times Edirama has to state that he will not build a dam no? <laughs> and publicly. But then came the oil thing. And it's like, yeah. you think you won and you want to go to a few days rest. Yeah. And then bam. Something bigger, potentially even bigger comes along. Yeah. I but mean, then after it's... a second one night of sleep, I thought that might be cool. And that might be the thing where we we get the national park yes because when you as you know shell is not shell might be easier to deal with than governments in the balkans <laughs> yes I, I thought this actually <laughs> yeah because they they care they, about they have some element of caring about their international reputation that's correct governments in the balkans don't <laughs> no, they don't but and uh and that's the little bit the the situation we were we're clearing the ground. We know we have to be quick on the one side, but also do it the right way. Yeah, do it the right way. You yes. know, I, I, I just yesterday or the day before yesterday, the protests in Permet, and yesterday was another meeting in Permet. So they, 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 they and it, it's you. again, they, I think they can, we all, the good thing is actually also for the locals, they are now used a little bit to protest because of the yes. Biosa case for 10 years or maybe five, whatever, whenever they got engaged. You know, it's just another enemy, you know, it's just another mm -hmm. one. And the oil is of for is for sure easier to communicate than yes, because everybody knows you don't yeah. have to sit and explain to them exactly. about the damage that, or like in the case of hydropower plants, you don't have to sit and explain that they're, they're not actually particularly green <laughs> exactly. they don't yeah. produce electricity all year round yeah. they don't do this they don't do that yeah. when you say the word oil the words oil company people automatically think oh that's bad we don't want that here yeah. and yeah. even i think the association is oh which community are they screwing over this time exactly because people yeah. are used to it they're yeah. used to yeah. hearing about it so. the only thing for me is the problem is i'm a river person i i, I i'm very my network within the international river community is pretty good. So I know everyone important. You know? Yes. Uh, while in the oil business, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, we, we were just having the talk yesterday. Okay, who are the best allies actually, you know, to strategically approach them also internationally. They have their, their, their center of shell is in the Netherlands in Den Haag. You know, they, so who are the guys that we need to tackle? You know, so there is a. <clears throat> I think the strategy remains the same. We need the locals. Yes. We need the locals, 
we need an Albanian side because they signed a contract with the government of Albania. Mm -hmm. But we need it. The, 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 the case will be decided also internationally. Yes. You know, all the three layers, local, national, international, if that is combined in a good way, then the chances to win is big. Yes. And But that has to be cleared. I, I, I'm 100% sure that the whole climate change community uh, Extinction Rebellion, all these these organizations that are mostly were formed around the climate change issue, but also a little bit biodiversity issue, they would they would uh, they would be supportive and it's saying you know, Shell is destroying Europe's last wild river, doesn't sound good for no. for, for 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 Shell. No, to to you um, to extract what I've been told is not particularly good quality oil um, that is going to be used to pollute the rest of the planet. I mean, it's yeah. not a great it's not a great look, is it? It's especially especially in the, the the climate. Excuse the pun of today's sort of rhetoric on environment and sustainability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's and I think that that's also good. And we saw that in Permet that the people, or the, also the business people in in the city, yes. they don't want that. And they have already, although it's a poor country, and uh, you know, and in the south, especially in the south of the country of Albania, the people have a certain understanding what their future should be or look like. You know, like there were also the slow food uh, movement yeah. in the region. They know that ecotourism. They want to 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 have a life with the Viosa with nature and that is the big chance and the whole Balkans I mean yes. you have a chance to start in the 21st century with your knowledge with the network the global to start to, to, to start something different mm -hmm. if you copy paste the, the rest of the world you end up as shit because yep. you will never beat Germany on an industrial market you know you, you won't <sighs> and and but but you what you can say is okay we, we will to a certain extent we save our nature. And in a way, the Viosa battle for the Viosa in Albania is should become more than just a battle for a river system. I, I strongly support the idea of saying, you know, you know, Albania needs a restart in how they deal with their nature. Mm -hmm. You know, like they they like an ecological uprising, they have the Alps, they have some forests, they have beaches, they have rivers, they have still a lot what others don't. Yes. But it needs a complete change in policies um, of the ruling guys, let's say, um, to save this for the better future. Mm -hmm. And that that is, you need, I don't know the word in English, but we, in German, it would be an ecological uh, policy, a, a renewal. Erneuerung, uh -huh. the word in German. Yeah. So to start something because you, it's not like as complicated. It's a rather young country. Most of them yes. are young countries. And this rush for to grab tourism, this rush to become rich, and to, they're going to end up destroying all of the things that I mean. People like to go to Albania because it's it's wild, it's raw, it's unique, it's it's ecologically it's rich, yeah. it's different. People don't want to go to somewhere that's like every other resort in Europe, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think in this rush to become a part of this sort of tourist destination and cool place to go, they risk becoming, losing yeah, their originality. Yeah, right. But, but, but what frustrates me most very often is 
they they do it the wrong way i mean even if you say we want a tourist you know hey step back and think another time you will never able be able to compete with greece on the beaches no. sector never yeah that's your neighbor they, they will always win so yep. what do we do differently so that's that's it's also on the energy side you know they they were uh, they had a consultant albania hired a consultant uh 2009 or whatever it was it was a french scorea uh, was the name uh, and they asked him well how could we produce energy now what what is the energy and they said only hydro <laughs> you know they said, focus on hydro you can be the energy superpower of the balkans that's in the in the I wonder whether these, these, these consultants are being paid by. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> but if you, if, you know, okay, say, okay, we've done that study, but the, the world has changed. You know, solar is so much more competitive. Yes. <clears throat> and why don't we do a, a complete new update of that study in the energy sector? The same you do with the en environmental, with the nature thing, you know, like a spatial plan. Where are the regions and how do we protect them? for the benefit of the nature and the people. And if the, and the, the Biosan National Park, the, Europe's first wild river national park, would be a vision for all the people right. in Southern Albania, 100%. Mm -hmm. And if you give young people a vision and saying, you know, we will promote that, and there, that will be the first real national park on the whole Balkans, actually, you know, under the IUCN categories financed by, by international institutions, uh, you would set up educational programs. You would educate rangers or guides, would you call them? You know, locals that can present their home to foreigners, but they have a better knowledge about the birds, about the you know, so that would give. And then people would, you know, it is little startups and say, I can I can start with a canoe rent canoe rental, yes. or you know, accommodation stuff, whatever you know. Has and, untapped amazing potential yeah. i mean the possibilities yeah, are endless take care bye-bye baba, as we say in austria <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. thanks for listening to the explaining albania podcast you can stay up to date with our latest episodes on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and of course anchor fm be sure to follow us on social media as well for upcoming episodes and articles on albania and the region 